With us today is Matt Lohmeyer, and uh, he's a graduate of the United States Air Force Academy, uh, a decorated individual, flew uh, uh, T-38s, F-15s, uh, and uh, in uh, October 2020, uh, I understand uh, uh, he got promoted into the United States Space Force. Um, well, welcome, uh, welcome to our show, uh, Matt. Um, t tell us uh, more about yourself. I mean, I always wanted to go to the Air Force Academy. Uh, how was it exciting? Was it beautiful? <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't always want to go to the Air Force Academy, in fact, but I was recruited to play basketball, which I only did for one year there. And um, it is beautiful. It's a lovely campus setting just north of Colorado Springs, up against the uh, the slope of the mountains there. Uh, lovely setting. It was a terrific education. I was a graduate in 2006. And uh, as you stated, after leaving there, I, I flew jets for the Air Force, ended up doing uh, space-based missile warning for the Space Force and was in command in Colorado. Um, it was like the fourth time I'd been stationed there uh, since my – or third time since my academy time. But I was in charge of the nation's space-based missile warning um, as of 2020 and 2021 – uh, when a series of other events unfolded uh, that we might talk about. Hey, I, I must tell you, I, uh, I always wanted to go to the Air Force Academy. Uh, I had the congressional nomination for West Point, but I didn't go. I was an only child, and my, my parents yelled and screamed. I ended up going to New York University. Um, <laughs> a different life, but I ended up flying jets, yeah. but... Uh, uh, me and uh, a partner of mine, we were the uh, uh, beginning of uh, uh, the company that eventually became NetJets. Um, oh, yeah. Now, uh, tell us, uh, 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 you have, uh, tell us about, first of all, a lot of people don't know much about uh, uh, the Space Force. It was founded uh, in 2020 under uh, uh, President Trump, was it? And uh, uh, tell us exactly... Uh, is it is it is it becoming a, one of our big uh, uh, military uh, organizations, or is it still very small? It is a very small organization, although it's every bit as legitimate um, a branch of the military as our other branches of the military. Uh, an easy way to think of the relationship that the Space Force has with the rest of the Defense Department is the relationship that the Marine Corps has to its umbrella parent organization, the U.S. Navy. The um, Department of the Air Force now consists of two branches of the military. The Department of the Air Force itself is uh, led by a, a, a civilian leader, as all departments are. And within the Department of the Air Force, you have the United States Air Force and the United States Space Force. Both of those branches of the military have a four-star general that sits on the Joint Chiefs and um, ideally has um, um, the opportunity to uh, provide equal input on behalf of their branch uh, at that table <clears throat> and both discuss budgetary constraints and needs um, uh, as well as how it is that those, um, those branches will organize and train and equip 
service members, men and women in uniform, to fight and win our nation's wars. And so, yes, you're correct that that branch that we call now Space Force, it's not just a Netflix documentary uh, with Steve Carell, (laughs) but it is a legitimate branch of the military that was set up. It was actually December of 2019, and uh, it's been um, derisively, in fact, referred to as Trump's Space Force. He gets credit for making it happen. But uh, any branch of the military, by law, can't be written into law by the executive, uh, by by the the commander-in-chief or the president of the United States. That has to receive a bipartisan uh, supporting vote from the Congress. And, in fact, that's what happened with this. Trump uh, championed the idea. It had been an idea that had been in existence for a couple of decades at least and, in fact, had bipartisan support from some members of Congress. And uh, when he uh, insisted that it happen, it took a vote of the Congress, and it has, in fact, been written into Title X of the U.S. Code and is uh, is officially a branch. But it's very small. Now, so the Secretary of the you're still under the Secretary of the Air Force. So the Secretary of the Air Force uh, runs the, the Air Force and the uh, uh, Space Force. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm not presently under um, either of those because I separated in the fall of 2021. But um, yes, that's correct. The Space Force, just like the Air Force, all falls under the umbrella uh, of the Secretary of the Air Force, which is a civilian position. And we retain um, civilian control of the Defense Department. And and the four-star generals work directly for that civilian Secretary of the Air Force and also for the civilian Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. Uh, you ran into some controversy, or was it uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago? Or, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and tell uh, all America about uh, the controversy you ran into. Uh, in the aftermath of George Floyd's death, there began, uh, Americans saw this on the streets in America, in big cities especially, but it was also happening in the United States military. Um, there was a social justice activism uh, that paraded under the mask or name of organizations like Black Lives Matter that had a particular agenda at undermining uh, cultural integrity in this country and overthrowing uh, the established government and cultural structure, the destruction of the nuclear family, and so forth. Those are their stated aims, not mine. And they were, as far as Black Lives Matter goes, that was an organized Marxist organization and movement. Uh, And that's, again, in their own words, not mine. Now, uh, that kind of social justice activism, which likes to pit people against one another and divide them based on race identity politics, was also running rampant in the military. And I happened to be situated at a base in Denver, Colorado, while I was in command, that had uh, a particularly activist uh, base commander. And instead of focus on the mission that we had at hand, Uh, And at our base, it was largely a space-related mission. Uh, He was interested in um, divesting himself of all obligations to lead his troops for the purposes of the mission. He gave that over to his deputy commander and instead became a social justice warrior and political activist. And it instantly began to divide the workplace because he used – he didn't call it this, but I know precisely what it was. It's critical race theory. Uh, it was um, it was blacks versus whites, oppressor versus and who oppressed did that? narratives. Say that again. This, this this was a colonel base commander 
who uh, I worked under at Buckley Air Force Base in Denver, mm-hmm. Colorado. And so that, that was the controversy. It was political activism in the military workplace. Which and was he illegal. a recent promotion, or is he uh, just took the no, no. Uh, decided to take a uh, the lead on uh, this new controversy? Well, he found himself in the perfect position to use his platform as the commander of a base to push a political ideology and a certain view of Western civilization and the founding of the United States, in particular, uh, to demonize it. That is. Uh, he was able is, to is use he a, a career military person. Or was he? Oh, did yeah, he go to yeah. West Point? He or did he go to, huh? Yeah, he was a, a career military man. He'd been in for well over twenty years and was a colonel. And he's now a one-star general. And they promoted so, him. And and you had a difference of opinion with him. Uh, and you went on. I understand a uh, uh, somebody's podcast, and you talked about you were. You, you you were annoyed that uh, the military was taking a position of, uh, uh, I forget what it was, uh, that uh, they were promoting uh, TELUS. Yeah. Well, I want to revisit something you just said. I had a difference of opinion from him. That matters very little. Uh, he's entitled to his opinions. I'm entitled to mine. What mattered to me was that he was doing uh, illegal politicization of the military workplace. He was publicly criticizing the sitting commander-in-chief and racially politicizing the workplace, and that's illegal. He should have been fired. And so I filed a written formal complaint to the Space Force Inspector General's office detailing uh, allegations of of, uh, this illegal political activity. For example, uh, fear fear tactics in the lead-up to the presidential election um, telling commanders and senior enlisted leaders on the base that he better not see any direct or overt support for the sitting commander-in-chief, Donald Trump, in the lead-up to an election. It's illegal. Yeah. You can't do that. So I so submitted a written complaint. and Because we only have two minutes written... left, and we'll try to get it all okay. in. <laughs> let, let, me, let me give you the 15-second te- the version on this question. Yes. I submitted a, a written complaint. That went up right at the time of the presidential election, and they sat on it for November, December, and January, and then January 6th happened, and my complaint was dismissed because they saw the political writing on the wall. Biden would become the commander-in-chief. So I, I was um, in a position where I wrote a book. I published that book because I needed to get Congress and the American people involved because clearly I couldn't solve these issues, these problems that we were facing in the military using my chain of command. And I was fired from my command for writing and publishing that book and speaking about it, although I never wanted to be partisan. I wanted partisan politics out of the military workplace. So that's that's kind of the that's the controversy that began at my base and uh, what led to me being fired and now speaking around the country. Now, are you uh, are you out of the military now? Yes. Yes, I am. I, I left in September of 2021. Now, you left voluntarily or they fired you? I was fired from my command, and after a three-month investigation, I voluntarily separated, uh, requesting that I receive an early uh, approved pension package, which I was entitled to, is my understanding, and that was denied me. So I separated without my pension in uh, September 21. So uh, how many years did you serve? About 15 and a half. And you're entitled to a pension? 
uh, it's called it's called the Early Re- Retirement uh, Program. It's called Terra, and co- Congress occasionally approves an early retirement uh, for certain circumstances. And my attorneys uh, and I requested that, uh, but it was denied by the Secretary of the Air Force. Wow. Well, yeah. uh, I guess, and he's a political <laughs> appointee. Well, they, yeah, they all are when they get up to those positions, and they've got a political role, undoubtedly, uh, but it shouldn't be the politicization of the military work environment. Uh, that's not well, what our young men and women sign up for when they join. Well, uh, Matt, uh, La- uh, say it again, La- Matt La- 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 Lohmeyer, is that what I said right? Yes, Lo- it's Lohmeyer. Lohmeyer. Thank you for coming on, telling yes, your story to the American people, and I hope there's some justice somewhere in the future for you. Well, I hope there's justice for all of our troops. Uh, there's a lot of firing going on right now and a lot of uh, promotion of political agendas, and uh, that which is unappealing to both service members and the American people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.